Welcome to the Finding Clarity Podcast, featuring Dr. George Cannon. This podcast is a ministry of the Kerwinsville Christian Church. Finding Clarity seeks to answer your questions about Christianity. Here's George as he looks at this week's question. Welcome to the Finding Clarity Podcast. This is George Cannon, and you are listening to episode 114. The Finding Clarity Podcast is a podcast ministry of the Kerwinsville Christian Church where we seek to answer questions that you might have about Christianity and the Christian life. And so each week we put together a podcast and focus on a question that maybe you wouldn't necessarily hear an answer for if you were listening to a morning message in the service or if you were a part of a Bible study or even in a Sunday school class. And so what we try to do is compile those questions, bring them here and answer them to help you to know how to respond to them or help you to wrestle with them in your own life. And so today we're going to look at a very practical question. It's a struggle that a lot of us are struggling with, especially when we talk about the attack of the enemy in our life. Because we know that the enemy can attack us in three different ways. He tempts us, he accuses us of sin, and then he lies to us. But as we think about his attack, oftentimes we wrestle with exactly how much does Satan know about us. And so that's what our question is going to be about today. So here's the question. Can Satan read our minds? Can Satan and his demonic host read our minds? That's the question that we're going to be wrestling with today. Now, here's what we're going to do. First of all, we're going to address the issue that he seems to know. If you ever felt that way, it's like the enemy knows what's going on. He seems to know what your thoughts are. We're going to address that issue and then we're going to look at biblical truth. What does the Bible say about this and what the Bible says about what we can do about it? So let's go ahead and start tackling this. First of all, let's address the issue that he seems to know. I just want to make three points here. First of all, it bothers us that temptations seem to happen at just the right moment. You ever had that happen? At just the right moment, there seems to be a temptation. It seems to catch you at just the right moment. The scripture is filled with temptations that seem to happen at just the right moment. And you begin to wonder, wow, how, how does Satan know what's going on in my life? How does he know when to tempt me? So that's, that's what bothers us. Here's the second thing that bothers us. We're bothered by unusual coincidences in our lives. We are bothered by unusual coincidences in our life. For instance, stuff happens and we're like, how did that happen? How did that thing show up? How did that song appear? How did this issue arise at just the right moment to trip me up? And so we're bothered by what seems to be really unusual coincidences that are happening in our lives. So this brings me to our third point here, is that we immediately assume 
that Satan and his demons can read our mind. We just immediately assume Satan can read my mind. That's how he knows what's going on with me. That's how he knows what's going on in my thinking, and he knows exactly what it takes at that moment to get at me. He must be reading my mind. So that's what we're going to address today. Can he read your mind? And you may actually be shocked by exactly how much the scripture says about this issue. And when you find that out, you may actually be surprised at what the scripture says you need to do to combat it. So let's go ahead. First of all, I've got several points I want to make here. The first one is a reality check from the Bible. What do you mean a reality check, George? Well, I mean you and I need to face this reality. It answers the question right off the bat, but we're going to expand upon it a little bit more when we talk about the person of Satan. And here's the point. Only God can read our thoughts. Only God can read our thoughts. Did you get that? The only person, the only one who can read your mind is God, period. Here's what 1 Kings chapter 8, verse 39 says. Then hear in heaven your dwelling place, and forgive and act, and give everyone according to all his ways, whose heart you know. Listen to this part. For you alone know the hearts of all the sons of men. The writer is making it very clear that there is only one who knows the thoughts of men. That's God. So you say, okay, we can finish our podcast now. George, you've answered the question. No, he can't read my mind. No, but there are some things that you need to grasp about Satan because it seems like he can read your mind. So we're going to look a little bit further. Okay, we're going to look a little bit further. Here's something that you need to realize. While Satan is not able to read your mind, he is powerful. Here's my point. While Satan is powerful, he is not omnipotent or omniscient. He's powerful, but he isn't all-powerful like God, and he's not omniscient. He doesn't know all things, but he doesn't have to know all things. Because being an angel, he is very, very smart, smarter than you and I. And my next point helps you and I to understand what's going on here. Listen, here's the point. Satan and his demons know us by observation. Satan and his demons know us by observation. There's an interesting interaction that's recorded in the book of Acts it's concerning the one who was possessed by a demon and the sons of Sceva, who are Jewish exorcists. And they're interacting with the demon. They're trying to cast the demon out in the name of Jesus, in the name of Paul. And this demon puts a beat down on these guys. But notice what the demon says through the man to the sons of Sceva. Acts chapter 19, verse 15. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know, 
and Paul I know, but who are you? Jesus I know, and Paul I know. Well, you know, wait a minute now. Hold on a second there, George. I don't get what you're saying here that they observe us. Well, that's because our English translation only gives us the word know. When you go back to the original languages, when you go back to the Greek, you realize that there are two different words here that are being used. So let me explain to you what the demon is saying. The demon is saying, Jesus I know by experience. Well, that makes sense. He knows Jesus by experience because being an angel, he is always known the second person of the Trinity. So yes, he knows Jesus by experience. So Jesus I know by experience and Paul I know by observation. The word know there means a knowledge that comes through observation. So Jesus I know by experience Paul I know by observation. Now here's what you need to understand. You and I live really in a dual world. We only dwell on one level of that world, but there is a spiritual level of that world, and in that spiritual level that we cannot see, we are surrounded, we exist in a spirit world where there are angelic beings, both good and evil, both good angels who serve the Lord and demonic angels which serve Satan, the ultimate one who has fallen. And so we are constantly being observed concerning our behavior. And through that observation, they can know a lot of things about you and know how you're going to respond. They know what tempts you. They know what you give into when it comes to sin. They know you probably better than you know yourself. You say, how is that possible? Well, let me give you an example of how that's possible. Right here on my desk, I have a smartphone. Now, I think it's interesting that we call them smartphones because that's exactly what it is. It's smart. So in the morning when I get up and hop in my car at 5.30 to head to the Y to do my morning exercise, the first thing it tells me as soon as I hop in the car is it tells me the address that I'm going to, even though I don't have it in my calendar, that the roads are clear and what the temperature is. It knows where I'm going. It knows where I'm at. It observes my behavior. It knows my routine. Your phone knows an awful lot about you. It knows your daily routine. That's pretty scary, isn't it? But see, that's the thing I need you to understand about Satan and his demons. They are constantly observing you, and so therefore, they know a lot about you, so they know how to tempt you how to accuse you, and what lies to tell to you. It's not an issue of them reading your mind. It's that they've been around you enough to know how you're going to respond. We understand that because we often say, well, my wife knows me. Well, she's a mind reader. No, she's not a mind reader. 
She's just been with you long enough to know how you're going to respond and what buttons to push in your life. That's exactly what's going on with Satan. He's the biggest button pusher in the world. We say, wow, so he can't read my mind. Only God can read my mind. But this thing about him observing me and knowing a lot about me, that kind of freaks me out, George. So what do we do with this? Well, that brings me to my final point that I want you to see about biblical truth. The, the proper response for believers is to resist the attacks of Satan. The proper response of believers is to resist the attack of Satan. So I'm going to go through three scriptures with you. First of all, James chapter 4, verse 7. Submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. So if I'm going to resist him, I need to first submit to God and his guidance and his leading in my life. And then as Satan attacks me with temptation and accusation and lies, I resist him, he flees from me. Listen to this one. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10. Lest Satan should take advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. So first of all, you're going to figure out real quick from this podcast that no, he doesn't read your mind, but he knows an awful lot about you. He knows what buttons to push in your life for temptation and accusation and lies. So you are aware of that now. So therefore, when you're going about life, you can what? Not allow him to take advantage of you and not give in to whatever he's throwing at you because you understand how he operates. Well, then that brings us again to 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5. How do I do that? Well, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God bringing every thought into captivity to obedience of Christ. How do I do that? Well, you do it by getting control of your thoughts. Here's a point that you need to understand. Not every thought that you have comes from you. Do you realize that? Oftentimes we think, wow, I wonder why, why I think this way. Well, the reason why you're thinking this way is that you're constantly being bombarded by the enemy and his minions with thoughts that are wrong. Look, where did that thought come from? It didn't come from you. You have someone whispering in your ear, temptation, accusation, and lies. So therefore, you got to get control of your thoughts. So how do I get control of my thoughts? Reading his word and by prayer. Reading his word and by prayer. So let's get back to our original question. Can Satan read our minds? Even though there are these odd coincidences happening, even though he see, the temptations seem to be hitting us just at the right moment, it seems like he's reading, he knows what I'm having for lunch, he's reading my, my mind. The answer is no, he cannot read your mind. There is only one who knows the thoughts of men, that is God. But the scripture points to the reality that he knows an awful lot about you. And he acts on that information to do three things. 
to tempt you, to accuse you, and to lie to you. So resist him. Know how he operates and begin to check him and he'll flee from you. That's what the scripture teaches. Finding Clarity Podcast is really an opportunity to answer questions and you might be sitting there and you're saying, hey George, I've got a question. It's kind of along the lines of what we talked about or maybe it's in another area. How do I get that to you? Well, have got several ways that you could do that. If you're a part of our church family, you can get that question to me anytime that you see me or just drop it in an offering plate and they'll make sure that I get it. You can check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast. Like the page so you can keep up with what's happening on the podcast, but you can also write to us on our wall or direct message us through that page. We'll get your question and we'll see about answering it here on the podcast. Or you can go to our webpage, kermansvillechristian.org, and simply go to the contact page, fill out the form, submit your question, we'll get it here, and we'll see about answering it. Next week, we're going to deal with another question that has to do with angels, not the fallen type, but it has to do with angels in general, because we hear a lot of conversation about this. This has been around for a long time. And I hear people every now talking about their personal guardian angel. And there's like a whole field out there of people in the secular world that talk about this. And here you are as a believer and you're wondering, do we have guardian angels? That's the question we're going to look at next week. Do we have guardian angels? Have a great week. Until next time, take care.